Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast, episode number 234, at least on the podcast feed. Because if you haven't been tuning in on Instagram Live, I don't know where you've been. I do a whole debacle, halftime show, post-game show sometimes, if I'm in the mood. Definitely in the morning on the way out with Jeff to the game and before the game starts. So where have you been? Get on Instagram and, uh, you know, whatever. Do your thing. You don't want to love us. Don't find us on other platforms. That's cool. So we're back in the feed, and I have a special guest today. And as always, I'm your host, <clears throat> David J. Palermo, alongside Adam Deacon. You want to yell hi? Okay. So the topic I have for Deacon, real quick, is the Bills are six and fucking two. And. Uh, when him and I were on this podcast, Vagabond, it was always there wasn't enough positive publicity about the Bills because all you had was the quote-unquote negative media. Well, since then, the Bills are, you know, um, have definitely beefed up their PR team, and they have a lot of positive media, which is great. And personally, I feel that they've created these super high expectations, running blind, and then a lot of fans attack other fans because... They think that the six and two could easily be, you know, two and six. Um, and the Bills have caught some breaks and a collective record of wins against the teams they beat. I believe it was eight or nine wins. And you know, I think there is an argument to that. And we are three years in with Sean McDermott, and there's a lot of players that are good. There's a lot of players who are solid, but um, you know, there's some things that have been done, like jettisoning a lot of talent on the roster. The Bills for years had no pro bowlers for a long time. And you know what? Rex Ryan came in. I, I could back the man because we saw the 3-4 with Patton. And then it fell on his face. And then I'm fast-forwarding to Lamar Jackson doing what Tyrod Taylor used to do on third and six. And also, Josh Allen gets knocked out of the Patriots game with a concussion and is just run into the ground the next game. Like, design run plays. So, I mean, everything is everywhere. And Deacon has his eyes on the Bills Mafia board on Facebook, the best board ever from Bills for Life. So, um, you know, I just wanted to talk with him and see what his thought is. It's nice that the Bills are 6-2, and two, but frankly, uh, I'm with the people who are like, this is hollow, there's fundamental football going on, it's not that good. And the coaches are coaching scared in certain situations. And Josh Allen, to me, it's he's being coached to not do stupid shit, which is great. But, oh, this guy's got a great deep ball. We need this big arm of Buffalo weather. And he's horrible at throwing a deep ball. And the guy who was good, they got rid of along with the guys that were here with him. Or didn't re-sign them, and they're flourishing elsewhere. Sign Marquis Godwin, Robert Woods, whatever. But you don't know what new coaches. So there's give and take, players leave. But the Bills had a lot of talent, and we're three years in now, and they still have some talent. But it's not like they're worlds different of a team. They just happen to be in a place that I'm not used to, which could be it too, which is anxiety veil of, holy shit, we're actually winning while figuring out problems. So here you go, Deke. Oh, man, I hate to call you a poopy pants, but you're a poopy pants. Micah Hyde said it best when he said that he's done apologizing for wins, man. And that's that's really what it boils down to. Because as much as there's room for improvement here, I see a really humble 
solid, cohesive team. Like, these dudes seem like they give a shit about each other, you know? And I, I do think the culture thing is important. And you you know, if you if you listen back to some back-in-the-day Numb Bills fan, I was not. I was not down with Rex getting getting canned when he did. I was not down with the Sean McDermott hire at first. I I was like, who's who's this choir boy? I don't, I don't need this choir boy. You yeah, know? He's our font. I mean, yo, Rex Rex was a train wreck, but like, I was amused. I was amused. And at the end of the day, that's what this is for us. I got no actual stake in this. I didn't bet on the Bills to win the Super Bowl, did you? You probably shouldn't have, you know? But <laughs> All right, so here we are at 6 and 2. But the one thing that I try to keep in the back of my mind and maybe it's me just digging deep from all these years of having to dig deep deep deep. We have cap space. Like I think this front office is ready to make a splash, but they're going to do it when the time is right and and the values cool down. A lot of people were really upset, you know, when the trade deadline came and went and no moves were made. But I would so much rather see us draft smart than rent a player. There's not there's not a target that that was, you know, buzzing during the the deadline talks. That would be the difference maker for this team. I just can't put my finger on any one player whose name came up who was going to put this team over the top. I think as long as this team continues to, you know, lean on the defense to win games, we got this. There was there was holes against against Washington. There were definitely was holes. They they blew us up with their run game, but they didn't find the end zone. And at the end of the day, we did, you know. Josh Allen's not blowing up the stat sheets, but we got there twice, you know, early on. And that's that's all I've been saying all year is start fast and let the defense do their thing, man. So let me toss this at you. So here's a beef I have is, and it's kind of a funny division, is I'm a tie rod guy. I'm still sitting here on my fucking tie rod flag. And what's going to happen is, I'm watching a timer over here in case it stops, is what's going to happen here is this guy is playing the exact game that Tyrod Taylor played, and the people who are Josh Allen fans are fucking stoked about it. And these are the first ones a lot of times throwing out Tyrod Taylor. My whole thing and your whole thing has always been coaching. We used to call Doug Moron, I mean Maroon, Doug Moron. That tells you how many times I called him Maroon. Drink. Yeah, it was a drinking game. For, for the old school. <clears throat> yeah, for the drinking game, the Moron drink. And it's like, these guys are coached to do stupid shit. And for me, it's like, we've seen these, these players do certain things. And this coach, and what gives me confirmation is when I uh, I popped on the Why So Serious podcast um, after the the loss to the Eagles, and let me tell you, dude, Donald Jones, Stevie Johnson, on fucking point, on fucking point, dude, they're they're, they're right there. Remember Donald Jones? We'd be like, Yo, dude, I heard about Murphy. You're like, Yo, dude, I heard Ruben Brown. We broke apart the offensive line, and the reason I think the Bills have a certain media has a stranglehold is because I think this is one of those coaches that really is concerned about it. And, you know, the whole John Murphy show got changed into one Buffalo show, and they took out the truth tellers. 
They got a C task, which all due respect, he's not that up on, I think, the Bills as he should be. I think sometimes when I listen to him, like he's, I've heard him mention guys that aren't even on the fucking roster last year and talks, you know, so you're just reading the card. I get it. But point is, if Stevie and Donald were calling it how it is, it's like you drafted a quarterback to be your franchise guy and you're coaching him this way. And then you're not letting him do what he does and all this other stuff. And it's kind of like, well, why did you draft him? Meanwhile, Lamar Jackson could have fell to him and the, and the Ravens made a commitment to build around the kid. You know what I mean? And, and, and then it's like, I feel like, again, the Bills are kind of behind. Cam Newton. Oh, it's Cam Newton. Well, look at Cam fucking Newton. He's dead. He's literally fucking dead from dying. And meanwhile, Josh Allen already has a concussion. And the thing is, is that run game, we don't get that Cole Beasley play. We don't get that look off that last game. So I love Josh Allen's playmaking ability. It's just, I'm still going to be sitting here rooting for him while you guys are calling me a fucking imbecile, just like Tyrod. The Josh Allen thing is going to basically come down to who who lives longer in Buffalo, the coaching staff or the quarterback. I'll pick the quarterback. And, you know, he could he could be here still when the next coaching staff arrives. I mean, uh, well, let's not I'm, – I'm not counting – first of all, I'm not counting out McDermott yet. I'm not. We're, we're at 6-2. and two. We're winning games with our defense. Some guy, some guy, once said, "Defense wins championships." <laughs> Anyhow, I think I think Josh Allen definitely needs different different coaching, and if if he outlasts like the current staff, he might he might be the guy, or I don't know. I mean. I'm not even at the fire Dable point yet. A lot of people are. I'm not. I just think I've been saying it all along since since the offseason. We need an elite playmaker. Someone who can take over when the passing game's not there for us. You know? For sure. For sure. I'm zero. So, um, one thing I mentioned to you before we started is I was a little concerned with, with um, the coaching being similar to E.J. Manuel. E.J. Manuel's best game, I thought, was the Cleveland Browns game when he was a kid. And, you know, Josh Allen is a different story than E.J. I think he's better than E.J., clearly, but maybe not, you know. And the Bills have 11 games with Josh Allen under bad coaching. Juan Castillo and David Culley, the, the quarterback's coach, okay? And when players put it on tape that they can do things and it's not repeated, it really bothers me because these coaches have the answers in front of them. And when you trace it all back, a lot of it goes to ego and getting their guys in there and whatever. I mean, think Vlad Dukas. They could not wait to fuck up that offensive line, forcing him to start, you know, over John Miller, who year three is when he's supposed to turn the corner and not, and he was already playing at a good level year one and two. And it's like, here we are, we're seeing Anthony Lynn fucking do some damage, beat some good teams as a coach. We're seeing Greg Roman, who, you know, he's fired by Rex, but hey, they're doing a third and six run to the sideline from the opposite hash. We saw Tyrod do that all day, and it's like, I have a fear that the coaches are freaking telling this kid to rein it in. And the big point that Donald and Stevie brought up was, who's the veteran on the offense besides Frank Gore? They can actually go to the coaches like, yo, we got to do this. You know, the defensive side of the ball, there's a veteran in every position group that they can go to. On the offensive side of the ball, who's that? 
And what, you're just going to tell me, oh, I'll process this and trust this and trust it. No. The reason I get bummed out and I liked Rex is at least he wasn't afraid to sometimes be fucking honest. And he could back it up with a little bit of something and give me something interesting to look up or think about. This dude just is like a blank stare sometimes. And it reminds me eerily of Dick Duran. And I, and I like McDermott. I believe in the wrestler. It's just he's boring. But at the same time, again, we're 6-2 and two and able to solve problems. It's like, this is awesome. And, oh, by the way, before I pass it over to you, uh, I did call the Ravens beating the Pats. Thanks to the Bills stats. Well, like, look what they you. did. Good for you, Dave. I'm glad they did it, though. You want a cookie? You want a sticker? All right. I don't, I don't have any thoughts at all, honestly. They have a favorable schedule, and a lot of people try to try to poo-poo these wins. They try to devalue these wins. Oh, we haven't beaten any real teams. Yeah, you get what you get, man. You know what I mean? You get, you get what's on the schedule, and like anything can happen. A lot of teams out here are better than their records. Browns? Browns? Poaching. We got this. That, that team is a dumpster fire. They have all the talent in the world, and they can't... Yo, I would rather be in the situation we're in with some, with some like second-rate talent. No offense to any of these guys. I like John Brown. I like Cole Beasley. But they are not keeping these opposing defensive coordinators up at night. Nobody is coming into Buffalo like, oh no, what are we gonna do about Cole Beasley? You know what I mean? And maybe they should. I mean, he's 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 a you know shifty kid, but like he's not Odell Beckham. And they got they got uh, what's his name there too, Jarvis Landry, and both those guys could come here and be the number one receiver, like. Plain and simple, both those guys are would w- would be the number one here. So like all the talent in the world, but they cannot get it together. I really liked Baker coming out, and now for whatever reason, I can't even like like I can't stand the kid. He needs to just shut up, get his game together, <laughs> and stop talking. <laughs> Yo, I'm I'm calling. I, I I usually won't do a corny prediction like this, but I'm calling this one. Bills beat these Browns 27-13. If I if yo if if I nail that, you got to buy me a cheeseburger. Sounds good. All right, if the Bills win by that much, I'll buy you a cheeseburger. I don't care what the fuck the score is. Now, real quick, I'm going to rebuttal to you. Coaching, 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 coaching. I firmly believe that the Browns if they had no coaches on offense, they'd actually do better. So, because the players will get together and understand how to win, because they're they're extremely you know all about it. So, you know, anything else for you? All right. Well, that's Adam the Bills fan everywhere. Um, I'm gonna close this off before we go. It's been episode two thirty four. Great to catch up with Deaky here. Uh, working around the corner. Always had the mic with me lately. So figure we track again. Um, so thank you for tuning in as always. Uh, brought to you by Punch Rock Sports uh, Podcast and you know check out Tinfo the Hat too if you want to get into some other stuff and uh, great stuff so also 
check out that Why So Serious podcast. Really enjoy it. And I love, I get freaking little boners, all right, when I hear former players, now former players, don't give me that look, former players uh, of the Bills when we, when we were really into it, like, okay, the Bills are not that bad. Why? And then we started figuring out and going deeper, adding wrinkles. So to hear Donald and, you know, Stevie really talk from their player perspective, it might not make you sound so fucking out of your mind in your head. Like, I feel like I deserve better. I feel like the coaching here. And that's what you need. You got to get your perspective from everybody. So as always, follow along. I'm your host, David Palermo. That's Adam Deacon, per usual. Follow along on Instagram, Twitter. And uh, some auto posts to Facebook from Instagram. But Instagram is full of shit. I, I, I love going to the game, taking my usual daily pick, uh, get you the weather report, do my little video commenting. I have a lot of fucking downtime and I finally have internet doing shit I want to do four years ago. So, all right, take care. As always, subscribe on iTunes. And if you're wondering if there's content, it's out there. You just got to find that on Instagram or Twitter. And um, definitely some great takes in the morning, too. So, as always, follow along and check out the new shirts coming soon. Finally, going to make an ad for them. I've had them made for a bit. Tank top shirt and koozie. And further details, TBA to be announced. See ya. Subscribe everywhere.